Oh my God, I've recorded this podcast over and over and I just ramble and I don't make sense. We are talking about the Leaving Neverland documentary. Uh, it's about child sexual abuse uh, that happened to two boys by the, at the hands of Michael Jackson. Now, it, it has divided a lot of people. A lot of people have unfollowed my account on Facebook because I said I was going to talk about this uh, and... Uh, we're going to discuss it. If you haven't seen it, I would strongly recommend watching it. It's four hours long. It's it's full on and graphic. And uh, the two now men in their 30s uh, explain in detail exactly what Michael did to them. Uh, it's on 10 Play, which is Channel 10's version of, of ABC iView for those in Australia. I don't know how long it's going to be up for, but I'm sure you'll find it somewhere online. It's... It changed the the way I feel about Michael. But I'd always known, like, in 93 and in 2003, there were court cases against him. He In 93, 94, he paid uh, millions of dollars in to settle a case against him. And then in 2003, he was acquitted. Uh, he went to, he went, one of the, one of the boys took him to court and, and said he'd done all these things. And then he was acquitted of them for some bizarre reason. And uh, I feel like there's two people. There's two types of people I'm talking. Well, there's three. There's the people who believe that Michael did these things. There's the people that want to ignore everything, and there's the people that are adamantly don't believe. And that's they're, they're the people I find fascinating because I I had a very open mind going into this documentary, and I I had read some things on one of the accusers, Wade Robson. And they were just saying he wants the fame, he wants the money, um, and because his career uh, hasn't gone well, he's trying to use this to boost his status. And then when you look at his career, you're like, <laughs> um, his career is amazing and epic, and I don't think that for a second. And you, so you've got a lot of people who are trying to bring down, I think, character assassinate Wade and try and rule him out. But all the things he says... Uh, and all the things people say about him, you, you can't, it's hard because then you've got James Safechuck, who is the other victim talking, and he, while you can say, oh, Wade's just in it for the fame, it's clear that James isn't. Um, I mean, to me, it's clear that neither of them are. I think it's, they had children, and then they came to the realisation once they had kids, what happened to them as children. Um, and Wade sums it up perfectly well. He was like, at the time as a seven-year-old, I didn't know what was happening and I just thought it was just a part of a healthy love relationship, the things that Michael did to him. And then he goes, and then when I had my daughter, I thought, imagine if Michael did those things to my daughter. And he was like, I'd, I'd kill him. I'd absolutely kill him. That, that is absolutely not going to happen. But then in Wade's mind, he was like, but those things happen to me and I'm okay with it. And so he's like, why am I okay with it? And then then things started to happen where, you know, because he had a daughter, he started to realize, oh, you know, that this isn't okay. And so you, you when you're in something, you have a different view when you're watching from the window, essentially. Uh and I think that's why everyone is sort of 
really has invalid comments because we weren't there and we didn't go through it. And now on the on the post I made on Facebook, which was, you know, what are your thoughts on this documentary? It was a 50-50 split of people being very aggressive, uh, dramatically unfollowing me, uh, and the people who had gone through abuse saying, I absolutely believe them. Um, I think they're telling the truth. It sounds you know, similar to my story and, and similar to how I felt. And it took me years, years to realise and come to terms with what had happened because I was told so many times that this was fine, everything's great, this is what happens. As a kid, you don't have – your mind isn't – you know, you're not an adult. You know, you rely on adults to help you through life. And this is what was going on. I find it also really fascinating that a lot of people were commenting that Wade and his family, well, mostly Wade was a liar and uh, just jealous that, you know, Michael didn't use him to choreograph his This Is It tour, which was what was uh, supposed to be happening, you know, a couple of weeks uh, after Michael had passed away. And... I just found it interesting that people just thought he was bitter because Michael didn't let him choreograph a show. And I think when you really think about it, here you had Michael just heavily doting on Wade when he was younger and just like they loved each other. And then suddenly Wade, who who viewed Michael as his father, he actually viewed him as his father. He was like, he was the father figure. He was the one I loved and adored. And then Michael just sort of pushes him away without any explanation. And so Wade is continuing to try and get Michael's love and approval. And so you look at it going into later years in life, he was still trying to do that. Even when he testified as a 22-year-old to say that Michael didn't do anything, he was just desperately seeking, you know, that that love and attention and sort of approval from Michael. And even I think when the This Is It tour was happening, he was like, oh, you know, Michael, I love you. You know, uh, let me choreograph this for you. I'd love to do it. And Michael just went, no. And of course you're going to be bitter and angry. It's, it's like your father. Imagine your father saying that to you you can do it you're a very talented choreographer he, he's choreographed for Britney Spears and in, in sync and and everything and he's an incredible dancer and people are like oh it's just because he didn't get the job mm, I think it runs a little bit deeper than that and then you had people saying Wade's life is quite tumultuous and the decisions he made and, and the things that he did and the choices uh, that he made, you know, in his teen years and up until, you know, quite recently. Or no, up until sort of Michael passed away. They they just go for him and they're like, here's what he did and here's this and here's that. And it's like, there, see, he's a liar and a cheat and has a bad history. And you're like, uh, yeah, because he's a victim of child abuse. Like, what, you you want him to be, you have to be squeaky clean and you have to be like, a good member of society and therefore if you are and you make these allegations, that's when we believe you? Like, I feel like his history is more proof and evidence that shit went down when he was younger and it mentally ruined him. 
And so I find a lot of people almost grasping at straws as to try and defend Michael and then using the excuse, oh, well, they've only come out now because he's died and he can't defend himself. I, I, I disagree and I think if he was still alive, they would come out and say something or they'd be hindered from the fact that Michael, uh, you know, oh, even though he has a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of power. And I think that's a very scary, scary thing. And the interesting part of that is Michael in 2003 called James Safechuck, who was one of the boys in the documentary, and said, um, can you testify to say that I didn't do anything? It's back in 2003 for the, the big court case. And James was like, no, and please stop calling me. And it upset Michael and it, it, it angered him and he started threatening James. And James was like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Don't worry. I'm not going to tell people what you, you had done, um, but I'm not testifying. And Michael was terrified that James would say something and started, you know, throwing out some crazy threats. And James was like, I'm not, like, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say anything. And so you sort of see how Michael knew that, like you, you knew he was threatened and worried that if, if he couldn't get the, the testimony from James and from Wade and from Macaulay, you know, um, that they might say something and that they might get on the stand and talk about other abuse. And that's why I really think, see, I think there was two other boys who in the documentary it says they've denied that anything happened, but I just think, I think Macaulay Corkin maybe hasn't come to terms with it. I, that's, mm, you know, and you look at Macaulay's history, he was very troubled. And you're like, oh, because he was a child actor. And that's another thing that really pisses me off. Michael didn't have a childhood. What type of bullshit excuse is that? Oh, that's why he liked young boys only. Because he didn't have a childhood. No. I don't see um, Danny Bonaducci being a pedophile. He didn't have a childhood either. He was in, oh God, what was the 70s show? And he's, you know, he'd had a very troubled past. And, you know, uh, lots of people don't have childhoods. Went to grow up pretty quickly. But you don't see them running around with young boys, asking them to sleep in their beds. Oh, my God, that's a huge red flag. This whole thing. And just the people defending him. I don't understand. Here we go. Let's go through some of the comments that I've got on on Facebook. Uh, Here we go. Both men seemed very genuine, but then there were many who completely refuted any claims. They certainly shouldn't be awarded a payout from Jackson's estate because it can't be argued by the accused. Mm. I disagree. Uh, Oh, here we go. Here's this tweet. So here's this tweet I'm talking about. This 
was a tweet from music executive Clyde Jenkins. This has been circulating around and posted a thousand times on this comment. It says, this is some, this is just some of the stuff this one-sided documentary conveniently left out. Anyone can make a documentary and make it look like it's the truth. It's not. Wade Robson, you should be ashamed of yourself. You and your family befriend the biggest star in the world. I personally recall your mum, Joy, calling MJ Music with a sob story about needing money, knowing that Michael Jackson loved her and your entire family and would, uh, and would do anything, and would you do anything to help her? Michael especially loved you like a son because you dreamed of being a dancer as your mother took you around Australia impersonating Michael Jackson. Your family moved to the United States, leaving your father behind, and Michael gave you a record deal as part of a rap duo, and it failed. So he's going on to list all of these things. Michael set you up with his niece, Brandy, and you guys were together for several years until you cheated with another woman several times, and she left you. Character assassination. You still remained in the Jackson circle. Why? Because it opened doors for you being associated with Michael Jackson and his family. That association with Michael Jackson afforded you the opportunity to befriend such artists as Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. And what did you do? You started working with Justin as a choreographer and then slept with his girlfriend, Britney, and was fired. Justin then wrote a song about it called Crimea River. And yet you called Justin your friend. Right? Like, this makes no sense. Like, these aren't defences. This is a troubled man. And you feel like you're just proving a point. (sighs) You used your association with Michael Jackson to befriend Prince and... um, I'm assuming that's uh, Mate, his girlfriend. And you slept with her. Some friend. I don't know what that means. You use your association with Michael Jackson to get yourself a gig on television. Word gets out about your previous disregard and loyalty toward high-profile celebrities. And you get cut from that show. Michael Jackson plans his This Is It concert and you beg to be the choreographer for the show. Michael chooses another choreographer. What do you do now that your web of lies are catching up with you? What lies? What lies? (sighs) And you are now Hollywood damaged goods. You turn on the one man who looked out for you and your family your entire life and make up child abuse allegations that you have emphatically stated for many, many years never happened. This is not a defence. And people are just like, see, it proves he's, it proves why it's a bad person. Yeah, he's a bad person because terrible things happen to him as a child. That's my view. And then when people are like, yeah, but he didn't think they were terrible. No, no, he was, his mother led him to a pedophile and he was abused. Like, deep down, psychologically, you know that is going to mess you up. Anyway, this tweet goes on forever. Fast forward to today, Michael Jackson is sadly no longer with us. You now beg Michael's nephew, Taj, for VIP VIP access to Michael Jackson's funeral for you and your entire family, yet you claim this monster molested you. To be fair, at the time, he did not realise the proper depths of his abuse, I guess. 
Well, now I'm starting to sound a bit contradictory. Basically, Wade is a troubled, troubled person who went through a horrific experience. And thus, his life has been not a great one. But I just think, oh, you cheated. You slept with someone else. What? That means his story isn't true. It's false. (sighs) Anyway, I'll keep reading. Uh, The Jackson family never fight back when people say disparaging things about their family. Miss Jackson once told me when I questioned her about this, she replied, because dirt sinks and cream rises. What does that even mean? Wade knows this to be true as well. So what does he do? He and James concoct a story so salacious, so scandalous, so despicable and present it to HBO for a one-sided, explosive, televised documentary of lies in hopes that Michael Jackson's billion-dollar estate will settle with you financially to make this documentary go away. Well, that documentary of lies will air this weekend. And unlike the Jacksons' past, this new generation of Jackson kids are not having it. Well... They are suing HBO for airing your lying ass. Where's the where's to be honest, where's the proof for or against? So you can't say there's no proof, because there's anyway. Uh, I hope when this all is said and done, the estate countersues you in civil court and win. I hope it renders you penniless for the rest of your life. Michael Jackson was good to you. Your mother Joy and your sister Chantelle, and because your gravy train has run out. This is how you repay him. You're a sad excuse for a human being. Sorry for this long post, but knowing what I know, I just couldn't be silent. For, for any of you who thought Michael Jackson was strange, I get it, because there is no one else on earth to compare to him. To compare him to. No! That is bullshit! Oh, he was just a bit weird. Yeah! So was what's... What's the bloody... Dude who molested and abducted that girl and abducted in plain sight, he was weird as well. Maybe not as weird, and he seemed a bit normal. Ted Bundy. Like, you can't you can't just say because he released some massive hits, but he was weird because, you know, there was no one like him. Ugh. Just, that was just... That, but there has been no argument in support of Michael that I have gone... Ooh, that's a good point. Nothing. Yes, the the hold on, it goes on. Yes, there are other children, there are other child stars who grew up to blend into society, and I get it. But when you are Michael Jackson, and the only thing on earth that is more recognisable than you is the yellow M at McDonald's, that in itself is strange. What? Anyways. I say, boycott the documentary. And if you must watch, know that you now know the basis of the scandalous lies contained within this documentary. Let the man rest in peace, Clyde. Ugh. I just... I just... I, I just see Clyde and I go, that is a man who can't come to terms with what had happened, who honestly believes people are out for money. Even Michael Jackson's lawyer I found interesting, that the lawyer in 2003 believes that the, the, the boys are lying. It's like, nah, they just want money. 
And I know there are people listening to this that are going to probably never follow me again. But that's that's not the point of a healthy... I would love to say this is a discussion. That's not the point of a healthy discussion. And, you know, for those people who who don't believe that this happened, that's fine. You don't have to believe it. They're probably You probably haven't gotten this far into the podcast. I just think you can't deny these stories. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. The FBI secretly investigate Michael Jackson for four years. This is another comment. Tracking his whereabouts, his computers, phone calls, and released 300-plus page file completely vindicating him, stating there was absolutely nothing to even remotely suggest he was an abuser. I'll say that that is... What would suggest he was an abuser? What were they hoping that he would have that would suggest that he abused these boys? What? Exactly. Child porn? Just because he didn't have child porn doesn't mean he didn't do it. He got into bed with them and he put his hand down their pants. What evidence would exist that the police in a raid would find? Anyway, the comment goes on. The general public and media completely ignore the fact that there was no evidence. Because evidence doesn't mean... Anyway. Yet... Two admitted liars and perjurers. Oh, this is the other thing. Because in court, under oath, they're basically admitting to lying uh, in 93 when they were 11, right? And then again, Wade, at 21, people say they were under oath. Oh, what does under oath even mean? They put their hand on a Bible and said, I'm not going to lie. Like, suddenly, like, they wouldn't even admit to their own parents. They wouldn't admit to anyone. Why on earth would a courtroom full of people and media and randoms you don't know be the first place that you open up about it? I don't know why I'm so... mm, Maybe I... No, look, I understand what, what this person is saying. Like, I, I get that you, they're trying so desperately to just think for themselves that this didn't happen because no evidence was found and under, a, under oath they said it didn't happen. Therefore, obviously, they are now lying. That's why I find fascinating is people just can't accept the fact that this happened or, or accept the fact that maybe this happened. It's just a definite no. The comment goes on. The jurors who found Michael Jackson not guilty in his 2005 trial agree with the FBI. Did they, though? Juror Paulina Kokos said, It was pretty obvious there was no molestation done. It was pretty obvious that there was ulterior motives on behalf of the family and the mother, she orchestrated the whole thing. There wasn't a shred of evidence. Again, what evidence do you need and then i understand from the other point of view you need evidence to convict someone but in molestation well what evidence do you have other than 
It's a he said, she said game. And then basically because it's the he said, she said game, um, it's basically up to who can afford the better lawyers to bring down someone else's character and, and make the jury believe that, you know, these are the bad people. And of course Michael Jackson was going to win that if there was no evidence. Even the – what was interesting was the maid, a former maid in that 2003 trial said she saw Michael Jackson showering with Wade Robson. And because Wade was like – Nothing ever happened. I think she was just ignored. Mm. It's so unbelievably fascinating. I'll keep going with this comment. Just because a story is graphic and disturbing doesn't make it factual. Before you judge anything, do your research Facts don't lie, people do. What are the facts that you're presenting me with? The fact that police didn't find any evidence doesn't mean it didn't happen. If you were murdered in a room by a knife and there was not a shred of blood in there, then you're like, did it happen? Blood gets everywhere and it stains, right? When you like when he molested these boys, what evidence would have presented itself? Pretty sure I made that clear. Anyways, uh, I'm going to keep going with his comment. The bottom line is, if you want to view Michael Jackson as a pedophile, you will. That's that's true. Well, I don't know if I want to view him as a pedophile. I just look at the situation that a thirty, a man in his thirties liked hanging around with young boys and having sleepovers with them. And four of them have said that he's abused them. The one in 94, which was an out-of-court settlement. The one in 2003, which was proved to be not true. And then Wade and James now. And the maid... And, like, first of all, you'd have people around, like, here's the other thing. In 94, when that court case happened, there would be so many people in Michael Jackson's camp who would go, you know what, we've learned our lesson. You didn't, for the benefit of the doubt, he didn't molest the boy in 94. You know what, Michael? You're never having sleepovers with other boys again because their parents want to get money from you and they'll lie on court. But that didn't happen. Where were people to to say, no, it's a bad idea that you're going to have sleepovers with young boys? And, you know, after that court settlement, you know, we like that you, you're fun and, and like being a child, but to protect you, uh, we're going to never allow uh, children to sleep in the same room as you. And did that happen? No, it didn't. The most talented, creative man. Like, if that had happened to me... I would, I would be so, one, you'd be devastated that someone was trying to extort you for money and two, you'd be so hurt that, and worried that you would never 
do what you did. Right, and I'm saying that he didn't. If he didn't molest that boy in '94, and then that he went through that experience, why would he continue doing what he was doing? Because he was a pedophile. Okay, this comment goes on. Uh, if you want to view Michael Jackson as a pedophile, you will. It's easy to do. Oh my God, it's so easy to do. He admitted to allowing children to sleep in his bedroom which itself is the same size as a small two-storey house. Yeah, his bedroom. Yes. His bed? No. There's a difference. It's just... it's. Mm, sorry. <laughs> uh, and he has been accused of child molestation more than once. He's not the guy next door was undeniably eccentric and most certainly didn't live a conventional life. No. His father, Latoya Jackson, has come out to say his father sexually abused them and beat them. You're talking about a man who is emotionally, physically and sexually abused. Of course he's going to be weird. He's going to be the weirdest of them all. Because he had, it was like almost depraved of a human existence. And so it's just, just a, it's just a cycle. Here we go. The bottom line is, this is the comment, goes on. If you want, oh no, whoops, I read that paragraph. It goes on, uh, but to anyone who has bothered to look into the allegations against him, I mean really look into them, there is more than enough ev- evidence to demonstrate that he was a victim of extortion and a copy and of copycat false claims for the past 25 years. Yet despite the Los Angeles Police Department stating that Jackson should be presumed to be innocent, despite a jury finding him not guilty on every single charge against him, despite the Los Angeles Department of Children and Family Services twice investigating and clearing him of wrongdoing, uh, they can blah, 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 like everyone found him not to do these things. And that's, that's an inherent flaw, in my opinion, of the system. And that's all of the legal system just failing on every account. And because he, he got away with it, that's not his fault. It's the fault of the people doing the investigations, the interviews, um, the fact that, you know, his... Johnny Cochran. Remember Johnny Cochran? He was the lawyer for... Uh, another MJ, Michael Jordan, not Michael Jordan. Oh, Jesus. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, my God. OJ Simpson. He got OJ off and he got Michael Jackson off. I just found that interesting that Johnny Cochran was a lawyer. Uh, um, uh, the FBI conducting a very thorough investigation in which no evidence of wrongdoing was found, and despite the cash grab lawsuits of his po- posthumous accusers being tossed out of court, the court of public opinion may sadly be what defines this saga and a large part of his legacy. The court of public opinion is a very terrible, terrible court because we're not presented with the proper evidence and with we're not presented with the history of the, you know, the family. Um, we're not properly presented with the history of Michael Jack. Like, we're not given... I will agree that the the court of public opinion is the 
absolutely the most worst court of all time because it's a headline court. You just read a bit of a headline and you make your judgments. Well, you just watch a documentary like I have and you make your judgments. I mean, I've done more than watch the documentary for the last, you know, I don't know, how old am I, 32, 20 years. I've always found Michael Jackson a very odd man. Has there ever been a man who befriends children for the sake of befriending them? No. Oh, probably, yes. I know that's probably... I'm making shit up now. I don't know. I just... You just... You look at these situations and you go, it's all there written down on the wall. Why? The the parents got caught up. Just like the parents in Abducted in Plain Sight, they got caught up in a dream. You know, Jan, who was the daughter in, in Abducted in Plain Sight, who was abducted and molested repeatedly. The mother was in an unhappy marriage. And and the Jan's, this is very complicated, but Jan's abuser, you know, pretended to love the mother. It was just this whole grooming and, and making, you make the parents live their dreams or, or feel fulfilled. Then you groom the ch- you groom the parents, then you groom the kids. And that's exactly what Michael Jackson did. And, you know, he probably was, in a lot of respects, really lonely, like devastatingly lonely. And as an, as a man, loved young boys. And so just went, I, I don't want to hang around with adults. I'm sexually attracted to young boys. So I'm going to hang out with them. I'm lonely. Let's befriend the parents. Let's befriend people. I'm actually alone. And it's very sad. Well, here's a here's a comment. Here we go. Here's a comment that I think... uh, Is good for... Let me read it. It really makes me sad that despite overwhelming evidence, multiple reports from multiple sources for boys corroborating the same information, people will still try and defend Michael Jackson. But again, there isn't overwhelming evidence. There's reports of four boys saying that he did that. Um, but you you look at this you, you look at the situation subjectively and you, you you try and make sense of it all and it's just like, of course that happened. Like look at it all. Anyway, um, I hope that every person on this post defending him takes a moment to self reflect on their own views and question why it's so hard for you to believe uh, when even his ex wife. Uh, said she thought he was guilty. It all—it's almost like you are blinded by his icon status. And then in capitals Hollywood protects perpetrators, but it—that's it, so true. We just have this thing for victims where we just believe we—it's odd—we believe the best in the accused and the worst in uh, essentially the victims. You know, a lot of people didn't believe the women that came forward for Bill Cosby. No. He was such a loving father in the TV show that wasn't real. 
It was a TV show. Here's a man who had a lot of power. Abused all these women. Uh, oh, now they come forward 25 years later. Oh, it's obviously a lie. Have you been through abuse? Do you know how many years it takes to realise, to process, to work up the courage? When someone is at the height of power, that's the last, that's, that's not the time you want to go and take them down. Look what happened to Michael Jackson. He was at the height of his power in 94 and he paid them off. And then in 2003, he was, st- he was Michael Jackson. He was still one of the most famous musicians. And he still, like... The comment goes on. He was a talented man, charitable, a philanthropist, all great things. Absolutely true. But he was also a pedophile. They are not mutually exclusive. Someone being an idol doesn't exclude that. And if you took that fact away, I bet hardly any of you defending him would. She goes on to say, images can be deceiving. Just remember OJ Simpson got away with murder and was later found guilty in civil court. Bill Bill Cosby? Bill Crosby? Bill, no, sorry. Semantics. Was America's dad, and many years after the fact it was found out, he raped 50-plus women. Harvey Weinstein was an, uh, was a charitable, successful... Oh, no, hold on. Harvey Weinstein was an icon who sexually assaulted hundreds of women, but in public was charitable, successful, and a good guy. Puck from Glee killed himself over facing jail for child abuse material. Jimmy Savile, whilst alive. Oh, that was another thing that I remember thinking this morning. I was like, Jimmy Savile. Why? Anyway, Jimmy Savile, whilst alive, faced constant child abuse accusations, yet either sued victims or was able to maintain his innocence. In death, there was found via various inquiries to be 300 potential victims. It wasn't until he died that these people felt like they could say these things. Roman Polanski raped and drugged a 14-year-old... Oh, this is a long list. Oh, it's really sad. The sad truth is we as a society get so enamoured by fame and talent, we forget that we are all flawed. So true. And we all have secrets. That even our here, sorry, I'm trying to read this comment, but so many other comments are being made that it's getting pushed down. Oh, I lost my spot. So enamored by fame and talent, we forget that we are all flawed and we all have secrets. That even our heroes are capable of inexcusable actions. Michael's secrets threatened to come out for years, but they were silenced. Now it's time to let the victims speak, regardless of how uncomfortable it makes you. If it was just a regular guy... Oh, here we go. This is exactly... Here we go. Hold on. If it was just a regular guy, I seriously doubt any of you defending him would honestly say... Sorry. His behaviour towards children, especially little boys, was normal. If Michael Jackson was a man down the street, what would you say? It's weird. He lives alone. Yet mothers drop off 11-year-old, 7-year-old boys and they spend... The night, the weekend alone with him. Sleeping in it, like, no. Anyone willing to share their story deserves to be heard. It's only when they may wake up as a society to how commonplace and right in front of you child sexual abuse is. And it is only then we may have a chance of stopping the life sentences that are imposed upon the victims. I wholeheartedly agree with that whole comment. 
Let me go through and see some others. I'm a survivor myself. I have to say some things off. I have to say some things off in this doco. Plus, there's a few backstories that way that don't match up. That is fascinating. Survivor doesn't. Well, you know, can't argue with that. If someone that went through this doesn't believe them, that's deep. I never gave it one second of my viewing. I'm not saying MJ is guilty or innocent, but without MJ being able to defend himself, it's only one-sided. That is such horse rubbish. Look at the church. Oh, my God. Another hideously... um, The Keepers. Oh, that is horrible. And 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 the people that perpetrated those crimes passed away, and and they can sort of there's no justice, they can't feel almost vindicated. It was about uh, girls who were. Oh, that one's actually the most horrific. Here we go. I think you shouldn't give this crap any more airtime than it's already had. I was in absolute shock watching this. I'm a 37-year-old and not a fan of his. I can't understand why people thought his behaviour was normal. To walk around and sleep with young... I mean, this is just saying what a lot of... Yeah, and this was another thing. I don't know if I mentioned it. The jury. Let me read this comment. Uh, I can't believe how effing stupid people are, even now. I have no doubt these guys are telling the truth. It's so plausible. These guys loved him unconditionally until they had kids and it hit them both like a ton of bricks. I'm so angry at everyone for letting this happen. So blind. The old bag that said she voted not guilty because the mum clicked her fingers at her in the trial. I can't believe that. Like the jury. The jury of that trial. Oh, my God. (sighs) Knowing what we know about grooming parents first and the phone calls and faxes. I just can't. I can't stop thinking about this documentary and and, and the abducted in plain sight. So many of the same signs. It's exactly right, Robin. Exactly right. And I feel so uneasy. I feel weird after watching the documentary. And I think it's because he was acquitted. Oh, just, you just. Oh, and it. Um, this one, Wade asked if he could hold his wedding in Neverland in 2005. Really? You want your wedding in a place where you were molested? Yeah, in 2005, it had not properly come to terms to Wade about what he has, what he went through. He was still in it. He was still in this love bubble. I think it took Michael Jackson's death and having a kid to realise that he was not a well man. Oh, 
I did, and he, he the same comment says, James keeps a, a, a ring, he keeps like four rings Michael Jackson supposedly gave him in a beautiful polished jewellery box. Really? You keep a memento in such pristine condition from someone that molested you? I did find that a, an interesting thing. And I did find, and he's like, oh, I've, I've never looked at it, I've never opened it. Like, why do you have, why do you have this? Is there still a part of you... I don't. I just didn't understand why he kept those rings. I would have sold. And but see, Wade. The, at the end of the documentary, you see photos of the items that Michael Jackson had given him, and and we're talking the jacket from Thriller. We're talking like these are these items would make a fortune if you sold them, and Wade burnt them, which sort of goes to prove that pretty sure he's not after money. I mean, he's not after money. He's just had a really, imagine having a really amazing childhood and then growing up and going, oh my God, it was the worst, like that is, and having that realisation that, you know, your your mother let you down, uh, you could be responsible for your father's suicide, uh, that you were molested, that Michael Jackson didn't actually, he, d- he didn't, oh, he may have loved him, but there's, there's just so... There's so much to unpack for someone. This has gone on for a very long time. And I... I oh, if I lose followers over this, that's fine. Like, I, I, I get it. I get that people just are really fired up. This other comment who doesn't believe says, Wade praised Michael Jackson and wanted to be the director in Cirque du Soleil show to pay tribute to Michael Jackson up until 2013 after he was rejected. Then suddenly remembered he was molested. I just, that's just not an argument, though. That's just that, that almost eternal search for meaning in the Michael Jackson world and love and acceptance. That's how I see that. Just wanting to get back in, back into the Michael Jackson estate. And then being turned away, turned away, turned away, turned away. And then going, why though? And then having a kid and going, ah, right. Uh, The comment goes on, Safe Chuck's mum said she danced when she found out Michael Jackson had died. Even though James didn't realise... He was, no, no. Yet she danced because James told his mother that Michael Jackson was not a good man. Which is basically saying, mum, Michael Jackson did those things. Don't, I don't want, I don't want to be a part of this court case. I don't want you to be a part of this court case. You need to know that Michael Jackson's a bad man. And the mum pressed him and the son went, don't press me on this. I can't, like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm gay, but I'm not ready to explain myself. Just, you know, just, it's, uh, you know, he's trying to protect his parents and family being like, don't go and testify because it's true. But we're never to speak of this now. I just don't want you to go and testify. And the mother went, okay. You know, and, and then... It was interesting when she, she was just so like, oh, I was just so happy when he died. 
But that 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 is the reaction that I would have expected after finding out someone uh, m- molested your son for so many years. It's it's hard to hear. It's it's hard to hear someone be so happy that someone else died. I did find it awkward. I was like, oh, I don't know if you should say that. I don't know if that works in your favour or not. But then if she was like, oh, I was really sad that Michael died. That was what they said in Abducted in Plain Sight. And you're like, you were sad? You know, like, uh, like the worst thing that happened in your life was when your wife wanted to divorce you even though your daughter was molested by a man. That was the worst thing that happened in your life. So the mum being really angry uh, and being happy that Michael Jackson had died, it's almost like the first step in, in getting her son to... I don't know. No, not open up to her, but like... You'd feel awful. Um, she probably felt so bad as a mother that this was, you know, her doing. She had a big hand in it. And when they're like, there's so many lies and holes in their stories. I just, I just don't, I just don't think that there is. And pe- people try and poke holes, but you, you, you didn't experience it. And so I'm like, you can't deny it because you didn't live through it. And people are probably saying, well, Christian, you didn't live through it or experience it. I'm like, no, I didn't. (laughs) But that... I... (sighs) But think about it. These two boys have admitted to going through this when they were young and because one of them still has kept the gold rings that Michael gave him uh, you go well he kept the rings obviously he loved Michael it didn't happen you don't know what they're going through mentally because you didn't go through what they went through no one did they were the only people so you can't justify or you can't exclude their experience you can't you can't make rules on someone else's personal experience. There are no rules, right? The the brain is a weird thing and you can't deny things and you can't... This whole thing is just... to hear people talk about it and just blatantly not accept it is I I don't get it I don't get it and I don't get why the people that came out against Bill Cosby and it's always the same oh they want money that's what they want no they don't (laughs) I think it's all part of the healing process and we just blatantly refuse their stories and look there are some bad apples out there that make stuff up but not to the degree I think of what we've heard in Leaving Neverland in the Bill Cosby women in the Abducted in Plain Sight I mean you've got to look at these documentaries and go even the keepers, they're all so similar. 
the stories are almost identical. You've got these people that have gone through such a harrowing experience and years, decades later, almost when they're the same age as their abuser, they're realising what had happened. And that's got to be an incredible shock to your system. And I don't think we have the right to tell them that they are wrong. Anyway. Jeez, this was long, wasn't it? Did anyone did it just like make it all the way through? And I think if you if you don't believe uh, Wade or James, I just uh, uh, why why like I said you you can't deny what they went through because it's their story, and you can criticize decisions that they've made in their life. But they went through something so traumatic. You can criticise the parents. You can criticise all you want. I just think when people say there's no evidence that he did it, there's no evidence at all that he didn't. There's no evidence. Like, well, I just, this is what annoys me. Oh, I want to see physical proof. What proof? Like, oh. I just don't. I I think the people that don't believe it, I don't. I don't think there's any appeal. Like, it's not that I I want to convince you that he did it. It's it's not something that you can just suddenly be convinced on. But you've got to you got to think about it and like really properly think about it. Would you let your kid sleep in the room with somebody? That you trust. Think about someone that you trust vehemently. Would you let them sleep in the in the room with, you know, if you have a daughter, would it, would you let them sleep with another man in the same bed? It could be a family member. It could be anyone. Would you? It's a really interesting response because I'm pretty sure that you might be saying, oh, absolutely. But deep down, you would question it and you'd know that, ah, maybe not. Nah, why though? Like, why? 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 Why do you want that? Like they came to you and they said, oh, I really think um, your daughter or your son should sleep in bed with me tonight. And you would say, yeah, absolutely. Good night. If you would do that as a parent, I don't usually like to criticize parents' decisions, but I would definitely ask you to think twice. All right. Hasn't this been a deep? This has been a very uh, deep podcast and a bit, a bit full on. Uh, I hope the next podcast is a little bit more fun. Anyway, 
Um, if you've got, if you've got actually, I, I, I'm fine for people to tell me to get effed. Um, but if you're going to tell me to get effed, um, tweet it to me or send me a DM on Twitter. Um, and, you know, if you think you know something that might change my mind, then absolutely. I, I love hearing that. It's at Christian Hull on Twitter. Anyway, thank you so much.